Yo, yo, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I am super, 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 super excited. I have an amazing show tonight for you guys. I got my big brother on my show. Um, my brother Kevin Jones will be on in a second, but some of you who may not be familiar with him, um, man, where do I start? Um, he's been a mentor to me for years since I was a, a young, young man, a, a, a boy, a teenager. And um, I, I, I thank God for just using him as a tool and a vessel to uh, train me up and, and, and really just impart things in my life. You know what I'm saying? It, it's people that God placed in your path that um, for a reason and he, and, and to, to steer you in the right direction. And he's most definitely one of those people. And so I'm excited about tonight. Cause we're going to be talking about, about a couple of things. We're going to be talking about what is good leadership? What is bad leadership? Um, have you ever felt stuck in your life? Have you ever been in a place where you feel, uh, spiritually and mentally stuck, paralyzed, drowning or whatever the case may be? Uh, and so we're going to talk about faithing our fears, walking in faith and over and being an overcomer, being an overcomer and what that looks like. So I'm really excited about tonight. Um, if you're tuning in, make sure uh, you like um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube page. We're live on YouTube right now as well, um, as well as Twitter. Um, but listen, make sure if you haven't, Go on to pathofrevelationnow.com. Make sure you visit pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests, um, questions, um, any suggestions for future shows, and, and all of those wonderful things. But I'm excited about tonight. Tonight is episode 109. <laughs> episode 109. And so I'm excited to share with you guys and just kick it with you guys because I believe this is going to be of one of those shows that really, really encourage you and help you and strengthen you. And so um, I'm going to be bringing my brother on, but I want to share something with you guys because I know um, advertisement, I, I, talk, uh, I talk about how he's um, a motivator, a minister, and um, um, just wears so many different hats, a mentor uh, to so many and um, he's an individual that most definitely has fruit on his tree. Um, if, if, if you ever see me have someone on, on my show, you could be rest assured that is somebody who's quality, um, someone who is a person of great standards and great substance. And he's most definitely fits the bill of all of those things. And um, so, yeah, without further ado, I'm going to... Um, show you a quick video that kind of gives you an understanding of some of some of what where he comes from and some of his story and so let's hop into that you real pretend quick. to be you might forget who you are what if you're pretending to be someone not to be fake but because you have no idea who you are so you you cling to anything and everything to try to find some form of identity, to try to find something to, that you can connect with. So you're getting involved in this and you're getting involved in that. 
and then you become schizophrenic mentally. I had an identity crisis for years. I didn't know who I was and I didn't have these people in my life until I got older. They helped me navigate these as well. You're supposed to have those people in your family, but what if you don't? All my brothers died when I was a teenager. And then my father passed. There was no one, no male left in the home to tell me who you are. That I was a king. I have a background in law enforcement, 25 years and four years in the United States Marine Corps. I'm unique in this because I can use my personal experiences in law enforcement, connecting with those neighborhoods, those, those young people who felt like they had no other option but to sell drugs or do the things they do it. Some of them did it for survival. But you know what? I'm here to say that there's another way to get things done. You were created on purpose, with purpose. Woo, God, come on, come on now. You were created on purpose, with purpose. And that's when I began to get into the fight. That's when I began to get into the struggle. And I began to fight, not die, but live to declare God's glory. You were created on purpose, with purpose. Without, without further ado, I'm going to have my brother, Kevin Jones. What's up, my brother? What's <laughs> up, bro? What's How you feeling, on? man? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling real great. Thank you for all those wonderful accolades, man. I'm feeling like I'm ready to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm introducing you like we don't talk every day or every other day. Right, um, right, but, right, but look, right. look, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all don't understand. This is my brother, man. This is my brother for life. Bread. Um, I said bread. Blood couldn't make us any closer. <laughs> Blood couldn't make us any closer, man. Um, I'm I'm so excited to have you on, man. And and one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you on is because you you are a treasure. Um and, and, and I mean that, man. Um, you've meant so much um, to me, and um, you've been you like you've been there at pivotal points in my life. Um, there's not many people I can recall that have been at been been in my life at pivotal points, and you're most definitely one of them. And you've been a tool that um, God has most definitely used. Um, at pivotal points in my life, for y'all, for y'all that don't know, um, I, I wouldn't even be with my wife if it wasn't for uh, Matt saying the glory. <laughs> Matt said glory. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, an in, it's an inside joke. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. an inside joke. That's an inside joke. Nah, uh, but you, but, you, sir, have been a. a a blessing to me it's not just one way it's, it's it's both ways brother you have been a blessing to me i mean just uh watching you grow up from from a teenager to a man of god um, 
grown man, you know, now you're able to speak into my life. Now you're able to, you know, I've been able <clears throat> not just, you know, you hold things back when you're when you're younger, but now you're a man. I could talk to you about my personal experiences. And you have been <clears throat> a blessing to me to speak into my life. It's like, hey, bro, this and that, this and this and that. And uh, you're somebody that I look up to and and, and respect. And so I'm, I'm just thank God that he allowed me to be a part of that a little old me, you know, to be a part of that process. And, and for not only just for a season, but for a lifetime, you know what I'm saying? So some people come into yeah. your life for a season and some people for a <laughs> lifetime. And uh, I definitely know that you're one of those ones that God has put in my life for life. Now, you're not going to lose him. That's what God said. You're going you're gonna to sow into his life and you're going to move on. But this one here is going to stay in your life for a lifetime. He's going to be a part of your family. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. I love you, brother. Man, that's 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 so humbling, man. And um, listen, I, I you know, I want to I don't want to rush through this part because I'm trying to capture um, the depth of what what Kevin means to me. And he's met so many other people like just kind of give you guys some of his background um, and what he did. He was when um, I was a youth at my church. Um, he was one of the main youth leaders and he was one of the first people that I really saw model, um, mentor, what it meant to make, um, disciples. Um, he would have a lot of us young men over to his house, <clears throat> would just open up his home and we would just be, sometimes we would spend a night. And just be kicking it, talking about talking about real life issues, yeah. um, talking about what it means to be a man as we were boys. And um, those moments um, stuck with us for a lifetime. And I could testify that um, <clears throat> I could testify that many of the young men that he poured into who are now adults are successful. Um, our successful husbands, our successful um, leaders, um, whether it's in corporate America, he's he's mentored and discipled future mayors, people who have been, become mayors. And and um, a lot of the, the things that Kevin does behind the scene um, doesn't necessarily get recognition. Um, but what I love about him is he doesn't he doesn't do his labor of love. <clears throat> um, he doesn't do the labor of love to be recognized and to be seen. He does it to serve and 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 to the glory of God. Yeah. And so that that means a lot to me. And uh, Rob said Kevin is the goat. Most I definitely. Rob, thank <clears throat> most definitely, man. And so tonight, man, we're going to dive into a couple of things tonight. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be a good leader? What are some attributes of a good leader? What are some attributes of a bad leader? Um, we're also going to talk about, let me get to my, um, we're also going to be talking about um, feeling stuck. Um, I don't know about you guys. I'm 37 now um, and I've been through periods in my life, especially when I hit my 30s and mid 30s, where I just felt stuck, midlife crisis, dealing with fear, depression and, and things of that nature. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we're going to talk, we're going to give solutions, faithing, faithing your fears, you know, the same facing 
fears, but we're going to talk about facing your fears, how to effectively deal with, with um, when you're in an area where you're feeling mentally stuck, um, spiritually stuck. And um, so I'm excited about that. But before we get into that, <laughs> I'm going to kick it with my brother and we're going to we're going to break it off with an icebreaker real quick. <laughs> um, so I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Thank you. Thank you, honey. OK, my wife giving me cough drops while I'm on a live podcast. I don't know what she expects me to do. Thank you, honey. That's, honey. that's my Thank baby you. girl. Always looking <clears throat> Thank out. you. Thank you, darling. Praise God. Help me. But um, so so um, I want to break the ice with you, man. And um, I'm, I want to ask this question and I want to ask the audience the same question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life? Go ahead. Y'all can post it in the comments. What's the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life? My wife said, "Welcome." <laughs> What's the dumbest thing you ever did? Dumbest thing, <laughs> man. Look, my mind is going going crazy right now, trying to find a, an appropriate response to that. <laughs> a rated PG, a rated PG, not thirteen, but PG. Matter of fact, rated, rated G. Um, but I guess mine would be. Um, I actually went, when I came here to Arizona, the streets are so crazy. Uh, you know, how in Michigan, the, the east and the west side of the freeway is on the opposite ends, not here in Arizona, they're right next to each other. And I actually went down the wrong way. Hold on, you see what Rob said? <laughs> Drove the car Kevin gave me without his old plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to go and sneak them plates off. Like, that fool gonna get me locked up. Let me go get them plates. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that was my wrong way. What about you, bro? What you do? Oh uh, man. Dang, man. The dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, and I'm still embarrassed to this moment. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is actually you got me a four-year scholarship a four-year scholarship to a college and i turned it down like a dummy <laughs> yeah that... we got a bail you won you you absolutely correct that was by far the dumbest thing i kevin got me a four-year and i'm not even joking he got me a four-year scholarship to a college and i and i turned it down That's i the... networked and got him because I was affiliated with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Oh my, my, gosh, my good friend, who was the uh, vice president, I believe at the time, Griselda Johnson. And I networked for Gabe. I networked for Gabe to get. They was handing out degrees, y'all. Four year degree. This hand and I said, look, you got to get my brother one. You got to get him one. You got to give him one. And they and they finally listened to me and they they got him a four year degree. <laughs> and. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I told you that, Matt. I told you that, man. Let's look, look, man. <sighs> we go toss that in the sea of forgetfulness, man. <laughs> Let's not dwell on the past. I don't think they will. We go I don't move think they forward. Will. 
we 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 moving forward. That degree was gone. We moving forward, man. That's the hey. Wow. That's the dumbest. That's the dumbest. That's the dumbest thing that I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. And by God's grace, I would never beat that. So, but thank God we um we serve a God who who redeems the time. <laughs> Go ahead and put that spiritual twist on it real quick. <laughs> you know, that's what we do. You know, that's what church folk do when they do something dumb. They get real deep, like right. to try to make you forget that they just did something real dumb. <laughs> right, right. No, right. we ain't gonna forget that. Right. That was dumb. <laughs> That was dumb. <laughs> he said, I never heard that story. <laughs> hey man, we about to block y'all off the um <laughs> off the off the um oh my god, I can't I can't believe you exposed that part. Yeah, wow. no, that was that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. And I think that I'm gonna just use that as a segue. That's why it's important. That's why it's important to listen to sound wisdom and counsel. Mm. You know, I was I was young. <laughs> Erica said it took a long time to redeem that time. <laughs> That's right, baby. honey. Honey, just you can log off. But um, <clears throat> no, nah, I'm joking. No, nah, that's why it's so important to um listen to sound counsel and wisdom, like seriously, because you know I remember, uh, bro, I was I was young and very ambitious. I just wanted to be a business owner and be an entrepreneur and and become wealthy that way or whatever. And not thinking you can do both. You know, sometimes you could be naive and just dumb. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to take that L. Yeah. I think I had to take that L. We have to give you. <laughs> but, we still love yeah, you. Yeah, man. It, Look at it, you it was God is good. Man. I have a degree that haven't really done anything with it's just uh, it's just something nice to hang it in my office so but you know uh, everything that god has done in my life was as a result of that not because of the degree so you know i'm trying yeah. to help you but it, it still is the dumbest thing but yeah, that's, the, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing i've ever done but listen so i want to use that to, to segue into uh before we hop into the topics man i i you know, I want you to tell people about yourself, you know, what, you know, because you, you have an extensive background. I mean, you're a minister. Um, you've been a mentor to many. Um, you're, you're a retired police officer. And um, and now you, you're venturing in a new uh, direction <laughs> or a new avenue. <laughs> you like that. A new avenue of your life. Um with uh motivational speaking and things of that nature but what's new man what's going on with you man you know <clears throat> after you know when i moved to arizona you know I, I was youth pastoring here for a little while for one of one of the churches out here and um um some things happened and now i'm <clears throat> just kind of sitting around and back home i used to be so active you know you know the things you talked about just working with the young people and when i guess this is my being stuck when when that uh happened and i moved out here it was like what next 
you know, and that was one of the questions I was beginning to ask God. Like, I used to do this, I used to do that, I used to do this, I used to do that. But now what? Now what? Um, you know, I'm blessed, got a beautiful home. Uh, God bless me, got a beautiful job. But that's not my calling. That's that's what God gave me to sustain me financially and give me the, you know, the, the blessing of a new home and, and everything else. But I wasn't content because I'm not using my gift, the thing that God really put in my heart. And so when I begin to pray about it and ask God, and I do serve in my church, you know, um, uh, and when I begin to talk to God about it, you know, I was led to a young man by the name of Jeremy Anderson, and he's of the uh, Next Level Speakers Academy. And, and I was drawn to him. And one of the things that I, there's a lot of motivational speakers out there and I didn't want to get involved in that because I don't want to inspire people just for the, for the sake of inspiring people. I want to inspire people to, to live, you know, to, 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 to impart God in them in some shape, form of capacity. And so I was very careful, uh, very careful with my prayer and I was drawn to Jeremy and uh, I jumped in, talked to him, found out that he was a man of God and, and then I uh, went to the, uh, <clears throat> uh, the conference in Cancun. And that's when my ignition got lit again. And I began to hear him speak and he began to give a prophetic word that God put on his heart. It took him two days to deliver that message, but it was from the throne. And I knew right then and there that I was in the right place under the right leader to help me get my message out there, get back in the game, to get back uh, to delivering what God want me to deliver to the people that God signed me to. And so this is, this is a way of, and I learned that there's more than one way to get the message out there. You know, the pandemic happened and everybody was stuck at home for over a year. No one's going to school, no one's doing anything. And so we had to come up with different ways to uh, get the uh, message out there. You know, my pastor went to, um, went to the media and uh, other pastors did too. <clears throat> kids were stuck at home. <clears throat> and so uh, Jeremy was doing, uh, he was motivating them over, over the media. And so that's when I thought about it, I said, there's other ways to get the message out there. You know, the kids are necessarily not coming to school anymore. This is a different day. Kids are choosing not to go to school. My child, my son didn't have a choice. You probably don't. Well, most parents now are saying, you know, you, you choose whether you want to do this or not, you know. Um, and so we got to get into schools. We got to get into the schools. I mean, we just had a shooting. You had a shooting over there in Michigan where this young man right. went into the school. I don't know what was going on with him, but uh, according to <clears throat> media, he, he didn't have the good more support at home. And so what can we say? What can what can we do to get into that school to change the mindset of a another kid like that because it's not over. There are more kids like that. There are no schools that are contemplating suicide. They're contemplating uh, coming in and shooting up. They're being bullied. They're contemplating shooting up, shooting their bullies. And before they get to their bullies, what they're going to do? They're going to bypass everybody in between that person. Right, so right. There has to be something. We have to infiltrate that place. We have to infiltrate the schools. We have to go in there. Anointed men and, men and women of God have to go in and infiltrate those schools. And although there's a, the law against church against state where you can't mention the name of Jesus, that was a tough one for me. 
but I, 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 I it was done in the Old Testament. <laughs> you know, they didn't mention Jesus' name, but it was it was done in the Old Testament. So I have to now learn a different way. And that's what you know, Jeremy been doing. He said, you know what? He said, there's a way to do this without doing it. You know, do it, doing it that way. You know, so he's he he's he 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 has a a way that he get the scriptures out there without saying it's a scripture or saying the Bible or God or Jesus like that. So. Uh, so, I'm not so, the so, so basically, you're you're saying like um, the motivational speaking avenue is also um, a mission field in a sense. Like there, there's an opportunity there um, for the people of God or for children of God to to make a, a impact for the kingdom. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I believe that it, it's not necessarily in the things that I say; it's the things that I live. It's in my heart. The anointing flows uh, from me to the young people so that they can identify. You know, the Bible says that God has given us a measure of faith. So there's something in each and every last one of us that will get when you hear the right thing of God, when you hear the right uh, uh, tone or the anointing hit, it triggers that person. Even if they don't know what it is, they'll come and ask you. And guess what? You ask me personally, I can say whatever I want to say. <laughs> what, what's this you talking about? Hey, listen, I'm a Christian. I'm a man of God. I believe in the Bible. You know, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If you want to have a talk conversation, we could talk sideline. Uh, and, and that's when, you know, I've done it before. I've done it when I worked uh, in the juvenile detention. I worked at a place called uh, Canyon State Academy. It was a bunch of juvenile delinquents. You couldn't do it there either. But 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 there's a, here's a testimony. Uh, I worked in Canyon State Academy for like six months, and I had my own cabin dealing with all kind of kids with all kind of issues. I mean, we had kids that stole cars, abuse and neglect, and they, you know, it was everything, anything you could think of. It was one step before they got prison. The, the right. judge sent them to is it one step before they get put to prison. So they had a whole program. They actually lived there. And <clears throat> this one particular young person that was part of my cabin, I was preaching uh, on a Tuesday night and I was preaching hard. And next thing, you, next thing you know, this young man came in the door and I saw the security. I was preaching. I saw the security stopping him because he looked, he looked, you know, like he had issues, like he came for the street. I said, let him in. I recognized him. He came in and, and gave and bro, he threw his cigarettes on the altar. He threw all kind of stuff, drugs on the altar. And I recognized him. He was my kid. He was one of my kids. For wow. my for my cottage, that I that's said, crazy. He said this. He said I was contemplating suicide, Man. and he said, "But I heard your voice." He said that sounded like Coach Jones. He said I couldn't <laughs> see in. He said I, I couldn't see in there because they had the curtains drawn. He said, "But I heard your voice." He said that sounded like Coach Jones. I was nowhere near. He was out. I was nowhere near uh, Canyon State Academy during that time. But he had. He had aged out and he said he was about to commit suicide. And he saw me. He came in and he and he and he gave his life to the Lord right then and there. So don't tell me that you can you can make an impact anywhere. You, there's no yeah. place that Come the anointing can't go to cause change. And Come that's on, living man. proof of that young man gave his and this is a white kid, you know, it wasn't a bro brother. It was a white kid that came and gave his life to Christ. I laid hands on him because right then and there and he passed out on the anointing of god and far as i know that young man is doing well he said he wanted to be a marine so i 
I, I took time off to help go talk to recruiters with him and and he had a good chance. He hadn't done nothing so bad that it couldn't get him in. So I'm praying to God that he 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 actually followed through with that and doing well. Man, that's that's powerful, man. That's awesome, man. I mean, you got so many stories like that, yeah. man. I mean, countless God stories, man. I mean, you got people commenting who benefited from your ministry and like I said, are now adults and saying, yeah, Kev, you know, man, look, man. So what I want to do is you talked about um, struggling youth and, and things of that nature. And anytime we, I think of crisis, <clears throat> like what happened at Oxford high school here with the um, mass shooting with the young man, Yeah. The first thing, one of the first things I should say, I think of my my brother is leadership. Leadership. What is, <clears throat> what is good? What is a good leader? What is what are some characteristics of good leadership, and what's often missing that causes the instances <clears throat> that we've seen like with the young man, the mass shooting at Oxford um, High School, and even the young man who was contemplating suicide, what happens? What What is what missing um, that you know is missing a lot of times in those cases? And then we'll get into what's a good leader. Okay. Um, one of the things that what comes to mind is Robert can uh, remember this. He called me a few years ago and hold on a second off to sorry i'm at work <laughs> you good you good robert called me one time and you know he's now youth pastor and over there at, uh, at igc kind of took over uh where i left off at <clears throat> and he said he said bro how is it that you worked as a police officer you raised your child you know, I was married during that time. And he said, and you ran the youth department the way you did. And you had an individual experience with each and every last one of us. How did you do that? How in the world did you, were you able to do that? And I worked as Pastor Marvin's uh, armor bearer outside. So I did a lot of things for him on, on the outside. And I couldn't answer it. I don't know. I didn't know how that, how, I, you know, when he, when he posed the question, I'm like, wow, did, how did I manage that? But I, I, I came down to this. I cared. I cared enough to do it. I cared enough about each and every last one of you guys that God allowed time to kind of stop for me for a long, uh, 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 so that I could play an intricate role in each and everybody's life. And I, <clears throat> I don't know what other to say other than God, to God be the glory, because he just seemed to have time stopped for me to, Go check on you guys at school and go to your 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 your, your pivotal points in your life and, and, and be a part of those different things. Um, what I think is missing is people's heart. Do do they really care? I mean, I, I didn't pick up, I didn't have a check for this. All this was done. My job was being a police officer. So I worked midnight shift chasing people down in the middle of the night. That was my brain. Right. right. Well, everything out outside of that is came from my heart. It, because I love to do it, and they, you know, they said if if you do the things that you think you do the things you're called to do, you do the things you're passionate about, 
the money will find you. And so I cared. I don't know. There's obviously no one that cared enough to this young man's life that made him second guess his decision to do that. I remember, you know, there's some of the young people had troubled homes as well. But before they did something crazy, they knew I cared. They would call me. I'll call you. I'll call my staff. I'm, I'm just going to give my whole staff was uh, was 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 had that same shared that same heart. So even if they didn't come to me, they came to you guys, and they right. talked about their their house, their home life. And so I think a good leader needs to care. <laughs> they need to care about or get out of the game. Let somebody else do it. Let somebody like you. Let Robert, you, me. Let somebody like us who really care about them who can give them a say. Look, give them an alternative. Look, my mom is messed up. My dad's messed up. But brother Kevin cared about me. Gabe cared about me. Robert yeah. cared. Let me let me go talk to them before I do something stupid. Right. And I and I think that I, I'm so glad that you talked about you cared because so many people try to do ministry without love. Mm. <laughs> you I mean, come on, that's that's the greatest commandment. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of heart, mind, and your soul. And the second commandment is like unto the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. And a lot of times I think what happens, you know, because we're talking about what makes a good leader is um that aspect of love, caring about people, putting others before yourself, um, that's huge, you know, because nowadays, and, and you could comment on this, um, nowadays I feel like we see so many leaders who are self-serving, mm -hmm. who are, it's almost like they exist for people to serve them. And it's a privilege anytime they quote unquote serve people, but really even them serving people is only to benefit them in a sense. And it's like, man, like what happened to caring, you know, uh, what happened to love? And, and I think, you know, these foundational things, when we look at what Christ actually did for us, he, he gave for God. So loved the world that he right. gave that he gave. And, and, and I think right. that, that was so what was so powerful about and so powerful about who you have been um, to many of us, even us now adults. Um, but sp um, when we were young men were you cared? you didn't just say you here. We saw in your act in your in your actions. And I'm, I'm, I'm a witness that actions speak louder than words. You know what I'm saying? You know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's right. And 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 right. you know, you're absolutely correct. Love. <laughs> I don't know how anybody would call it a ministry under Jesus Christ, God, when God is love. Come on now. He is. He is. He epitomizes. He is love. I mean, he doesn't epitomize it. He is, he embodies it. I mean, he's who he is. He can't be anything other than love. Even in his wrath, his, his, his inspiration is, is comes from his character of love. 
And so if you're going to do this under that guise, you need to uh, tap into that. Uh, we, right. we, we are human. We all have errors. And going back to what you said about people doing a self-serving, you know, I've always been a person to question why people do what they do. Why, why do they make the decisions they make? And I believe there's, you know, there's psychology, they call it cause and effect. There is a cause and effect. There's a reason, nine times out of 10, there's a reason why people do what they do. Maybe that person did not receive love themselves. Right, right. Maybe uh, they found uh, something, uh, you know, gang initiation, being an officer, going back to my, my days as an officer, you, you, I've talked to gang members, like, why did you get involved in this gang? And they said, well, because they showed me love. Mm. Even if even if it was a false sense of love. They didn't know the difference. They didn't know the difference. But go ahead. They no. didn't know the difference. If you didn't, if you don't, if you don't know how if they haven't never experienced real love, they'll they'll they don't know what it is. All they know is that there is a camaraderie, there's a brotherhood, a, a sense of belonging. There's accountability, yeah, uh, and, and and there's a sense of belonging. Now you're eating. Now you have somewhere to sleep. Now you 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 obviously you, you you know with the with the money or the crime that they commit, they generate money revenue, and so they buy them clothes. And you know uh, you see on the Fast and Furious, some you know you see they barbecue and they have a fellowship when they're right. not doing these things. You know they're typically fellowshipping. <laughs> they're they're having right. fun. They're enjoying themselves. And so I, I believe that people who, I, I want to believe and have hope for all people that sometimes when they're doing it, it's because they don't know how to love. And so they, they step off into this arena. Sometimes, you know, it's a small church and, and they just need bodies and they just throw you, hey, look, you, you come on in. You come in one day saying, hey, I need the lawyer. Okay, you're going to be youth pastor after a week. Because <laughs> they, they got a need. We need right. youth pastor. You gonna be youth pastor? <laughs> and they didn't put somebody broken in there, and now he in there breaking up everybody else, trying to do his thing, and now he's feeling important. You gave him, you substituted something from him. Now he's doing that, but he's doing it from a broken heart, from a Man. broken a mindset. And so yeah. that's that plays a role into a, a lot of why I think people do things the way they do. But that that wasn't me. I I did come from. Um, you know, every all of us come to Christ from a broken place, and then we find Christ, and then He He heals us and mends us, and then the Spirit of God that dwells in us don't want anybody else to go through that. So we try to we use the Word of God to minister life into people to keep like, look, you don't you don't want to go down that path. So my my right. my heart was to keep anybody from experiencing the things that I experienced, and try to create an opportunity. For for everybody to feel that love, that genuine love, and um, and, and and choose a different path, a new direction. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, um, I think this is so important because when when everyone wants to be loved, I don't care how tough right. someone seems, how 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 macho someone seems, everyone. Yeah want to be loved that's yeah and common and and when you know last week bro we talked about um our identity and 
what's what what are the common mistakes people make in pursuing their purpose and one of the things that we talked about is how when people aren't walking in their purpose it's usually because they don't see understand their value they don't understand who god is and what god has done they don't understand how much god loves them and how much and what he's done for them and the reason we exist as believers is to walk that out and be that example and that's why he commands us to 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 not just love him but to love others and so when i look at a person who really feels valued and knows their value isn't walking around um, killing other people isn't walking around looking to kill themselves but i believe in a lot of instances somewhere along the way someone dropped the ball in that person's life and and sometimes i feel like and and we're still talking about what it means to be a good lead but i think um one of the things that makes a bad attribute of um of a bad leader is someone who's overly critical you know what I'm saying? Um, someone who looks at the the symptoms but ignores the roots. And mm -hmm. and 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 I and I love what you said earlier. You talked about why is someone doing what they're doing? Why is a person um acting out the way they're they're acting out? And a lot of times when you begin to pull back, when you begin to pull back the layers, um um, of why people are doing what they're doing, a lot of times you find that they were dropped mm. or they were abused. Um, they were misused. And and there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? And um, we see that all the time. Right, right. You know, the the, the church is, a, is supposed to, is, is, is a hospital. It's supposed to be. It's a, it's a place where the spiritually sick come in to be healed. You know, when you get you get a cold and it's bad enough, you go to a hospital. You go to a medical hospital and you tell them, hey, these are my symptoms. Uh, this is what I did. You know, they need a little background. What, what were you doing before? What, what you eat? What you know, whatever your whatever your symptoms are, they're gonna do some research to find out what could have caused it. What how are the church in the same way? Uh, you come in, you, you tell people, and it, it, it needs to be, the church needs to be a safe place, just like the hospital. Right. <clears throat> you know, the, the doctors are on a, a confidentiality clause. They can't talk about your business and the nurses. So uh, anybody who knows, you know, that's a safe place because you have to sign a HIPAA form. Who are you going to, who do you want to tell about your medical history, you know? You, your wife right. just can't go up in there and get your medical history. You have to sign a document saying that she can. Right, 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 you know? right. So that just tells me it's a safe place. It's a safe place for a person to be able to say, hey, I did this, I did drugs, I did this and that. They can't release that information. Uh, wow. They will have to go to federal court That's to have a subpoena to have that out. And it's hard to do that. Well, the church needs to, needs to operate under the same, the same yeah. principle. Yeah. Create a safe environment so somebody can come in there and say, hey, listen, this is what I've done to get here. This is what's going on with me. And, and this is the reason why. So 
we need to be um we need to be that and and, and have we been doing that a, a lot of I'm, you know a lot of us have a lot of churches have i'm not going i'm not here to beat up anybody's ministry or anything like that but i'm just saying this is what god wants us to be a safe place for people to come in to talk and, and, and tell about what's going on with them without worrying about it getting out in the street. But right. if, the, if the leader is broken, if the leader <laughs> is broken, you know what? He, he he's not principal. He's not going to he or she is not going to be a principal person. Right. You need right. To, be, and to be a good leader. You have to have principles. You need to have your own set of principles that you live by. And 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 so when that person come in, they hey they feel safe. They'll tell you all about it, and then you could get to the root of what's going on with them. You know, whatever guy and, and the benefit between uh, being in the, a medical church, a medical hospital, and the church is uh, God gives the leaders; He should give us uh, discernment. So sometimes yeah. God, even when they don't want to tell you, God to say, "This is what's going on," right, and you right. have to you have to be wise as a serpent, not to come out and say, "This is what you're doing. This is what's going on with you." <laughs> um, no, be wise and serpent gentle as a dove. You know, lead them up to that, yeah. and, and 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 lead them up to that point and say, hey, hey, if this what you're dealing with, you already know, but you you pose it as a question, and they'll say, yeah, how you know? You know, God, God, God deals with me on things. You know, because here's what here's the solution. You know, here's what we're gonna do. Here's the program we're gonna get. Remember that young man that came to the church gate. And he came in, uh, remember, he came to IGC, and that's when I was uh, head of security at IGC. This young man came in with a gun. I know what you're talking about. Remember that? He came in with the strap. The back. <laughs> and they told me, Kevin. I don't they know what he was thinking, but. Man, they, they, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know what he stepped into, bro. But, but God knew. God knew. <laughs> yeah. I think we lost you. They me play another role too. So they came and hey, got me and I and no. I, I did what I did. I'm not gonna tell them what I did, but I did hey, my hey, thing yeah. to let him know so, so, that I'm so I'm ready. The stream the stream uh it uh, went out. Yeah, it buffered, but you were saying a guy came in with, with strap with yeah, the strap he on him. He, he came in with a gun. Go ahead. Yeah, up. and I believe he had been case in the joint he thought we had some he was gonna figure some cash and uh, they called me and, and somehow somebody found out about it and they called me and i came in there and i did what i did uh took him escorted him out and put him against the wall and i was getting ready to call the police and the spirit of god said no minister mm. and i'm like i mean here i got this boy at gunpoint you know, like you want me to do what? <laughs> this ain't that. This ain't that situation, God. I mean, this is a serious situation right here. I mean, you know, this. I'm wearing a cop hat today, right I'm, now. I'm the. I am the police. I, right. You. You getting me to go against everything, you know? And uh, he said, minister to him, and I did. And I told. I told my pastor, I said, "Don't call the police. Don't call the police." They said, "What?" I said, "Don't call the police." And we took that young man in and we we sat him down. That man cried and gave his life to the Lord. You remember him? He came, yeah. he started coming to our youth meetings. I mean, this boy, mm -hmm. you don't want to be in a dark alley with this kid because he would rob you before then, you know. And but this young man gave his life to the Lord. He started coming to our youth meetings 
And I mean, you know, see, that's 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 what I'm talking about. You know, what makes a good leader is you hear God. You hear from God. I mean, that sense your situation, I could have kicked in with my gift, you know, my ministry of, of you know, my 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 skill of being a police officer, but God said, nope, put that down and do it this way. So I had to go and turn that gun in an anonymous name and whatnot, anonymously, and 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 we got that out, out of rotation. But uh, this young man became he came to church uh, often. Mm. Yeah, a good. I think a good leader is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because sometimes you don't know what people are dealing with, and we don't know how God has been dealing with people. You know. Mm -hmm. If, if if you weren't sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you'd have, you you would have took him to jail. Yeah, like he was he was actually guilty. He was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. You know, but 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 sometimes the Holy Spirit will call a call an audible. You know, something that's not according to the the usual playbook um, for a circumstance based off of because man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the uh -huh. intent of. And I think a big part of God seeing the intent of the heart, he he knows where a person is. He understands the ground that he's been working in someone's life, even when we can't see it. And so I think it's important um, for us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And let me ask you this. Why why do we expect people to change overnight when we didn't? <laughs> well, I think that's a. I think that one of the reasons that's probably multiple reasons why, but the the one that I'm going to address here is, is probably a glory to me, a moment, you know, where you you feel like, you know, the Bible says some water, some planted, but God gives the increase. Yeah. So that scripture right there tell us, you you may you don't know what role you're going to play. You know, you you think you 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 you're trying to get when you try to haven't changed overnight you're trying to do the increase part well that's reserved for god mm. <laughs> yeah are, i think so, a, that's reserved think, for him I, I think a lot of times we try to make people and I'm, I'm curious to get i don't mean to cut you off i think we try to get people to change overnight because we we're impatient and we don't want to really want to do the work of that's, that's necessary to labor with people that's another we, lazy lazy you, you're right we, we could be we could be spiritually lazy you're right that's one of them but the one i'm talking about is the glory to me moment where you, you you have somebody come in and 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 you want them to change and say look at what i did ha ha look at him he came in and robbed the place but i ministered to him and look he saved look at you know he's doing well no no, no i didn't tell you i saw that young man at one of my trainings at the wayne county uh community college and he mm -hmm. was doing something bad in the parking lot. That same young man. Mm. And I walked up to him, but see, he knew me. So when I walked up to him and I, I tapped him on the shoulder, I said, hey, he dropped his head. He already knew. He knew. He knew that accountability. So he didn't change overnight. He didn't change because of that experience. You know, and so, you know, it's a, you know, sometimes it's a glory to be momentous. Sometimes it's like, like you said, you know, I don't feel like, you know what? It's being a leader of Christ. Sometimes it's laborious. It's, it's, it's labor. 
Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you, you know, it's 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 very hard on the family. It's hard on, yeah. on your family, your personal family, because you literally got to keep your phone on because you don't know what you don't know can happen in the middle of the night. You know, I don't know how many yeah. calls I got saying me, me, somebody got locked up and I got to go to get them out of jail. Me, me and Rob was just talking, and if Rob is still on, we we were just talk. We went out to eat with a couple of fellas Saturday, and we would um. We were talking about a time where um, we were at the mentoring center. <laughs> it's fun. This story funny, but it's not funny because yeah. we didn't realize we didn't realize the young man had just robbed one of the biggest drug dealers in the neighborhood. Wow! He hit him for like ten grand or thirty grand. I don't know why. It's either ten grand or thirty grand. And, and we in we, we talk we sitting talking with him in the mentoring center at like ten thirty. 11 o'clock at night ministering to him not realizing he the block the streets is hot they looking for this guy to kill him yeah and they, and they had just shot up his grandmother's house and so we we just ministering to him not realizing like he just <laughs> you're he just in a dangerous situation of, right now he, he he just hit one of the biggest drug dealers in the neighborhood my man associated with bmf and everything and it's like Man, yeah, he said thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah, so 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 what happened, um, Rob? So and you talked about that sacrifice and the hard part of ministry, and and pouring into people's lives. I was sitting in a bed with my wife. We were about to go to bed, and Rob calls me and said, "I need you to come to the mentoring center right now." See? I'm like, I'm about to go to sleep. What's going on? Mm -mm. And I, I could hear the urgency in his voice. He mm -hmm. like, man, I need you here. I need you here. And so um, I told Erica, I was like, and I got out of the bed and I went to the mentoring center and um, had a young man and his cousin who were, were a part of a gang, the same gang. And he, he had just hit this lick. Now, as he's telling us this, I'm thinking, oh, this happened months ago. Um, you know, I ain't really, I ain't right. realize it just it's fresh. <laughs> I ain't realize it just happened. But Rob was like, man, I was riding down the street and I saw him. I was like, man, hop in the car. Rob got oh, him in the car man. and everything. <laughs> my man, <laughs> like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Get away, <laughs> car. <laughs> my man Rob 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 didn't even realize that Rob got him in the car and he just he just hit a lick for 30 30 the Lord just said a getaway car. <laughs> oh my gosh, in the, in the form of a minister. In so, the form of a minister, right? <laughs> but but I remember, man, um how Rob and I kind of double teamed that situation to really try to um pour into those young men. Yeah. And um one of the things I'll say, um, a attribute, of, another attribute of a, a good leader is they don't get weary in well doing. Um, because in that situation, um, those those young men, it didn't turn out well for them. You know, one of them is in prison right now um, on a murder charge. Shot somebody in broad daylight. Um, but in the other young man um, ended up going to prison for um, robbery uh, and got out and actually got shot in the mouth. He's alive. Um, um, but that was one of those situations like, God, we did we did what you wanted us, Lord. But this 
you know, and it's not over yet. God can still save and, and yeah. all of that stuff. I'm getting ready to say, bro, your intervention, your in intervention, might have canceled the death penalty on him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I believe. I believe. Now you know that. Now that I believe that. I believe that. I'd rather you be in jail and yeah. alive. Yeah. Than be to die in your sins. Yeah, come on now. That's real. You know. That's, I, I, I I locked up a a preacher one time, been caught up in a domestic violence situation, <laughs> and um, my partner, you know, gave me the signs, and I, and I and I sensed that he was a preacher. The Spirit of God told me. He said he's a pastor, and I said, "Sir, are you a pastor?" He said, "Yeah, yeah how you know?" I said, "God told." He said, "Man, you a believer?" I said, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and I I said, and I felt God on me, so I'm in full uniform, right? And I'm looking around like, you want me to pray for him? And God said, yep. So I said, sir, can I pray for you? He said, yeah. He said, man, yeah. I prayed, man, this, boy, this, this, this man received God. He was in there like in the hallway at the apartment like, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. My partner came. I gave me a signal. And I was like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said, now turn around, put your hands behind your back. He's like, he, 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 he like, what? I said, yeah, sir. I said, turn around and behind your back. He said, man, you, you going to lock me up after that? I said, look here, sir. God wanted me to, to, to tell you he loves you and that there's redemption for you. I said, but there's the natural part is you got to pay for this. You put you you hit your woman. <laughs> so you gotta pay for that. I oh said, so the spiritual God. I said, look at this. Spiritually, you've been redeemed. <laughs> Naturally, go ahead and do this little time and then come out and don't and sin no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said all that to say <laughs> that what if what if your what if your intervention, you arrived in, intervening, canceled the, the penalty of death? Then they have to pay for all the other stuff. Yeah. Because there is a price for, for sin. Yeah, you understand grace is there, but sometimes you you have to pay for it. Sometimes you God right, will wipe right. it away, but there's there are times where you have to go through it because you got to pay for it. It's necessary for you to learn not to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I it, I, I like to believe that that you yeah, guys it, canceled. And the, some and sometimes the, God the, has to humble us, um, for us to get the message, because we're not willing to humble ourselves. You know, He did it to Paul. Yeah, Paul said. Oh. Paul Paul said, "I prayed three times for this thing. Whatever this thing was, it was annoying to him. It was, it was. Mm. He wanted it out." Yeah, and God said, "No, nah, my grace is sufficient. I got to keep you there because why? Because Paul, you are so great. I've anointed you to such a level that if I did remove this, you would become arrogant and think it is all you. But this here, yeah. I'm going to keep you humble. So there's some things." You ain't yeah. gonna be able to get get rid of. You just gonna be grace. Go <laughs> mm -hmm. be grace. Yeah, no, that's that's real, man. I think that, um, man, this is so good. I think that you know, with all of this, man, um, what what makes a good leader? I, I like you know just to summarize that aspect is love and really caring about people. Um, fearless, being fearless, fearless. Uh, Fearless. You gotta be and, fearless. I mean, you you guys are in a dangerous situation. Yeah. I, I've been in a dangerous situation many times. You know, yeah. most, 
disciples were in a dangerous situation. So you have dangerous. to be fearless and confident. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> As he, the more we're talking, we realized what time it was. Like, oh, these jokers are hot right now. But you know, you know what we said? We was like, you know what? We know God has us here for a reason. Yeah. Um, and for a purpose. And we're gonna we're gonna fulfill the mission. We're gonna fulfill the mission um that God has for us. And you know, thank God that he shielded and protected us in that in that situation because that could have been um bogus or whatever. I I don't think they were looking for these young men at church though. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but but probably but got no. saved they went in there anyway <laughs> yeah exactly man and so man i want to transition um to another question man um you know because a lot of people you know hear us talking about leadership and and things of that nature and a lot of people are are want to be used and want to have a sense of purpose but um, sometimes people get in a place where they feel stuck, feel stuck mentally, stuck spiritually. And I know for me, um, this is serious to me because, you know, I would always hear people talk about a midlife crisis. And when I would hear people talk about midlife crises, it was funny to me because I was in my 20s and I'm like, man, what is a midlife crisis? And, and I could say that I I had a midlife crisis in a sense, hit my 30s and um, I started looking at my life and, and I was like, man, I'm not where I should be. You know, my family was struggling. You know, we were having some really, really, <clears throat> excuse me, some hard financial challenges. And um, you were one of the people I confided in. We almost, we were, um, our house was about to go into foreclosure um you know things were going wrong with the house that we couldn't afford to get fixed so we're trying to fix on a house that we're about to lose and you know my business was struggling it was so many it was like one thing after another and it was like man this is not where i projected myself to be the guy who turned down a four-year <laughs> scholarship, a four-year scholarship, yeah. but you know, um, and, and in that period of time, bro, a heavy depression began to set in, and I didn't realize it what it was. I didn't realize fear and depression began to take hold of my life. Um, it was like a slow fade. And before I know it, I was I was stuck. Like, man, and everything I tried, um, it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't work. And and so um I want to ask you, have you ever been in a place where you just felt stuck, you know, mentally, physically, spirit, um, spiritually, um, where it just seems like, man, God, where are you? You know, and, and what did you do? What what happened and, and what was it? I can I I, I totally agree with you. And I, I'm so many things are going through my mind right now. One of the things that's going through my mind is sometimes God allow I mean, you know, sometimes but yeah, sometimes God allow these things 
to make you take make you strong. He said, trial come to what? Make you strong. So yeah. some of the things we have to go through for to get that learning experience, to become mature. And some things are are are, are a result of our own decision making. We made bad decisions. But you notice you said, I felt stuck. But you were never mm. stuck. You're never stuck in God's side because he said, I know the plans that I have for you. So you're never stuck because you never can be stuck when God already created a plan for you mm. to come out of that. That's that's so it, the, the question is, what did you learn out of that experience? Now you said you were about to lose a house. Well, let me I lost two houses and five cars. My God. Okay. Three <laughs> married three times, lost a lot, one child, lost a lot. <clears throat> okay, three brothers, father, uh death hit hit my house, hit my, my, my life like crazy. And I lost houses, cars. But look, God sustained me through it all. So when I even when I felt stuck and I felt mentally impaired, when I got over myself, because when you when you really have Christ in your heart, you may think about giving up, but giving up is really not an option. Because when you win your in your alone time, the Holy Ghost said, get on up. Like when I came here to Arizona and, and certain things transpired, I felt alone. I didn't have you. I didn't have, you know, uh, the Rob or any, uh, any of the young people that I, that, that I used to fellowship with all the time Matt, I didn't have Ron. I didn't have any, anybody. And I remember being stuck. I felt stuck, I should say. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I remember laying on bed and saying, what am I going to do? I always had the option of moving back, but I'm not a person who liked to go back. I like to move forward. I'm progressive. I'm, I'm a, I'm very ambitious minded person. So I, right. I didn't worry about what it would look like. Cause I don't care about that, but I just don't like the idea of me going backwards unless I felt like I went outside of God. I don't have a problem with that, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like I came here and was Arizona for a purpose. So I sat there and I was like, what am I going to do? And all I heard God say is get up, and get busy. That's all he said to me. Get up. Get busy. And so when he spoke that so loud and clear, I set up and I, I start writing down the things that I could start doing. What can I do? What I, you know, uh, Detroit police went bankrupt. I said, okay, so I got to go to your job. I was in college trying to get finished my master's, but my son was in um, high school playing football. And I said, well, I need a job because I don't have medical anymore. So I have to go get a job. So I have to find me a job. And so I start when I started getting up and getting busy, then then I started. He said the Bible says what the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Then God began to the yeah. path began yeah. to light up for me to get it to, to do this and do that, to get back involved. Yeah. And out of that, I, I can say I've been here for over 13, what, 13, 14 plus years, and I, I lost. Uh, two houses, cars, and now now I own my vehicle, paid off, and I own. I just built another. I built what? This is my fourth home that I actually built, and so I'm in yeah. my fourth home that I actually built. And because of the pandemic, uh, I it, it's a hundred thousand dollars more than what I paid for it already. 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. God is a redeemer. So when you feel like you're stuck, you're not really stuck. You're just in a place where God is allowing you to mature. He's not going to do everything for us. You have to learn how to mature. You got those gray hairs on your chin yeah. because of wisdom. You had to go through the process so you could learn how to to do things on your own. Right. You can't be a leader if God's doing everything for you. You're following yeah. the leader. I mean, you, faith without works is dead. Exactly. So yeah. there's certain, certain things we have to learn how to do. I said we have to learn how to manage our home. We have to learn how to manage our finances. We have to learn how to manage certain situations. Yeah. You know, and those things that we can't do, then, then God comes in and, and, and he makes a path for us. And mm. so uh, you you weren't, I don't think you were really stuck. Yeah. I just think you was in a whole stuck. You felt stuck. Felt stuck. I like that because what really happens stuck. is we we it's the battle between um, our uh, reality and our feelings. And, and and what happens is we allow our feelings to become our reality. Yep. Um, yeah. And we give in to our feelings. The Bible doesn't say we walk by feelings. <laughs> it says right. we walk by faith, right? Not sight. And and I think. One of the reasons why the scripture says we walk by faith and not sight is because, um, you know, a lot of times what we see of what what the real reality is, you know what I'm saying? Um, And so I I love I love that, you know, you felt stuck, you know, and Peter Peter showed us that Peter uh, saw Jesus afar. And he he mm-hmm. didn't even he 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 didn't actually according to what I read he didn't actually he saw a silhouette and it looked like Jesus from afar and so he asked Jesus a challenge question he said if that's you bid me to come to you walk on this water because he knew here. the capability of Jesus he knew Jesus had the capability of doing it so he yeah. said if that's you bid me to come to you and he said and Jesus stopped and said come on wow. What what faith is that? What kind of faith is that? He said, "Come on." He he began to walk, and what happened? He took yeah. his eyes off of Jesus, started to look at the reality, the elements. See, now the preacher is going in me. The miracle didn't happen though until he actually stepped off the boat. Boom! And right. that, goes, that goes to the point that you just made. God ain't gonna do everything for you. He'll do mm. um. But we gotta step off the boat, and and mm. I, if I'm not mistaken, because um, I haven't read that particular story in a minute, I believe it was a storm going on as well. Oh yeah, that's what he looked at. He saw the yes. storm, and I, yeah. I, 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 I even though it was a a storm, a, 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 yep. a, a, like a, um, a you know like a tornado or whatever going on there, I I I changed the storm to. The, the 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 things of life <laughs> yeah yeah you know what is your storm what, whatever your storm is whatever challenge you in your home with your marriage your your finances your job those are your storms if you start to look at those things what what happens faith decreases and fear kicks in yeah you you know what you know what stood out to me to me too even you know thank you holy ghost jesus was actually on his way to the boat he was but he could he could have easily met Peter. And he walked to the boat, right? 
But Peter was like, nah, joking. <laughs> look, 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 you if this you, yeah, bid me I'm to come, come to you. Bid me to come to you. That that's so that's so intriguing to me, man. And here's you fear. know what I'm saying. Huh? Here's fear in operation. You know, God had me preach a message uh, pertaining to that story. But he said, mm -hmm. Don't talk about Peter. He said, talk about the eleven, the eleven joking to stayed in the boat the whole time watching it. Mm. They never had a me too effect. Brother, if I saw you doing something like that, I I definitely would be like, well, you know what? You he coming, I'm coming too. I, I wouldn't even ask. I just would get out and start walking. If Peter going, I'm going too. Because first of all, I mean, what what if they kept walking the other direction? Now we on this boat with this storm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to go with Jesus then. If Peter going to Jesus, I'm gonna go there too. But those other jokers stayed in that boat. What was that about? Yeah. Was it yeah. complacency, yeah. contentment? Why yeah. did they stay there? Yeah, don't know. We don't that's, know. That's 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 a um. Don't meet me at the boat. I'm coming to you. I like that. I like that, Trey. That's my heart. Meet me at the boat. I'm coming to you. And <laughs> you know what? It's it's funny because you know you said trials come to make us strong. Right. That's what the word says. And I believe we see that depiction with the story of Peter stepping off the boat. He there was a purpose in that. And a lot of times. While we're asking God to make things better, God isn't making things better because he wants to use the storms to build character in us. To, to 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 build faith in us, to to build um to take things out of us that's not like him, uh character flaws we may have. I've learned that some of the the, the greatest fruit in my life came after a storm. Yeah. Some of the greatest fruit in my life came after I came out of a wilderness experience. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that sometimes we sabotage ourselves and, and what God asks for us by retreating to our places of comfort. Yeah. See, see, the scriptures don't just say that God is working good things together for our good. They're all things. It says He's working all. He's using all things together. For the good of them right. that love him right. and are called according to right. his purpose. Yeah. Check. And me. so it, it's not, he wouldn't be God if he was only just using the good stuff. Right. And 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 back to the, the point that you made about the thorn in the flesh. The Bible says that Paul asked God, he asked him three times, take three this away from me. Right. Begged him. Begged. He begged him. Jesus didn't say, okay, I'll take it away from you. He said, Jesus responded and said, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. For my strength made is made perfect. Your weaknesses. Right. And so one, one of the things that I had to learn in my, in my Valley experience, in my midlife crisis, um, is I had to learn 
how to be honest about my weak areas. Right. I had to be transparent with God because what what I what I learned one of the things that God was working out of me in that season was he was working um fear of man out of my my character. Mm-hmm. Caring what people think about about mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying and yep. you yep. know um you know we we were trying to keep our our financial trials and struggles private at that time Mm -hmm. and somehow it got out and people knew about it and we were embarrassed Mm -hmm. and 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 that was an opportunity opportunity i'm gonna say it again it was an opportunity for god to purge a fear of man out of us where 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 you know what honey when I was talking to my wife, the conversation changed. You know what? We're going to glorify God anyway. Look at that. Because this is this is not forever. You know, this is what, what I was telling my wife. You know, even if I didn't feel like it was true, but I but but uh, but but I knew greater is he that's in me. And the Holy Spirit is like, this is not the end. Right. And I would say this is not the end. This is just right. temporary. Right. And so so what? Who knows? We're going to glorify God in the pit. Look at that. Look at that. Because he's the same in the pit at, and he's the same in the palace. He's faithful in the pit and he's faithful in the palace. And and what happened was as God began to bring us out and give us things, prosper us naturally. You know what? The same way we didn't care about please people. We didn't have anything. Now that we have things, we don't, we don't care. It's not about that. Right. We, we're not throwing right. where we're at in people's face. You know what I'm right. saying? We're, we're not, we're right. not going out and getting fancy cars and I'm, and I'm not down to nobody for having that. You know, I, I me personally, I'm going to get a BMW. Well, you know, I love fancy cars, so. <laughs> Leave that alone. If that's your thing, enjoy enjoy your life. I'm not for me person. I'm talking about me personally where I'm at. You know, I have some other investments and things that um and goals that I have in mind. But if if I have something, it's not gonna be to throw it in anybody's face. That's right. (laughs) It's gonna be because I like it. And the Lord take it (laughs) away. And the Lord take come on now. You know what I'm saying, Gabe? Listen, I remember sometimes you said an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. But let me let me add to that. Come on now. Do you know there's God creates an opportunity for him? The scripture, the blind man, Jesus walked with the disciple. And the disciple went judgmental mm-hmm. on this man. He said, Is it because he he or his family, somebody sinned in this in his life that caused him to be blind? And Jesus said, No, 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 no. None of that. He said, his blindness is an opportunity to give God glory. And so sometimes we, as vessels, fit for the master's use. Sometimes God uh, uh, will take us through a storm so that we, so he can bring us out and God Mm -hmm. get the glory. Job went through that experience. Job had some, some pride issues in there, but all in that, what happened at the end, Job was restored three times plus that pride issue was gone. Yeah. And God, he, God restored him three times over and, and, and healed him 
from that pride issue that he had, you know, when God had to check him, you know, when he was going off, let him come and see me like a man, you know, I did nothing wrong, you know, you can, you could be doing so much right that you can get arrogant about it. And God just yeah. wanted to get glory out of it. So he allowed the devil to have a conversation with the devil, have a conversation with just to preach you through a trial so he could get glory out of you. So, right. you know, when you get this stuff back, it's not the same as when you first got it. Yeah. I know we're losing the house here, so I'm not really concerned if something happened, lose this, lose the house this time. So because I didn't have that heart, I mean, I didn't have, I mean, I was healed from that during the pandemic. Yeah. I, I was coasting the whole time during the pandemic. Never yeah. missed the payment. Yeah. And Trey, while you're talking, Kev, Trey, we see you, man. We we're gonna touch and yeah, agree I for you tonight, too. man. We we praying for you, absolutely, brother. And and to, and look, man, this is for you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like tonight is for you, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, you what ain't I'm stuck, brother. You ain't stuck, brother. It's just an opportunity. It's just for God an opportunity. glory out of your life. Come on, now. And and look, man, we 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 made we made the you know speaking of Job, um, we had to come to a place, you know. We don't, ha I don't have all the answers, you know, but, and, and that's another thing. Sometimes we get to a place where we're trying to figure everything out and it's natural when you're in a crisis or it a is. situation, you try to find solutions. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's part of leading the leadership, find a solution. Yeah. So, yeah. Find a solution. But, but sometimes you'll go through stuff where you just don't have the answer, but um, one of the things that we, we, um, I'm reminded of when Job said, though he slay me yet, will I trust him? Yeah. We, we, we remixed that in our situation. It was like, you know what? <clears throat> we rather go down trusting God than to go down, not trusting him. Yeah. God, you know, God, you know, he, a big part of trusting the Lord. And, and when you look at this and when we look at, uh, Proverbs, chapter three, verse five through six, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. When I think about that, it doesn't say figure out all of your ways and he will direct your path. Right. It says, acknowledge him in all of your ways. What that means is, God, I don't have the answers. Right. God, I don't know oh. how I'm gonna, I'm about to lose oh, my mind. Right. God, where, God, I need you. We about to lose our house. <laughs> Lord, I'm acknowledging you in all of my ways because you gave me a promise. Right. I'm holding you to your word. Right which will not return void. You said you will direct my path. Exactly. Amen. When I acknowledge you. Glory to God. In yes. all of my ways. Yeah. And so what we begin to do, we begin to do some stuff that was crazy. We begin to praise God in the midst of the pain. Mm. We begin to praise God in the midst of the confusion. We begin to praise God in our moments of despair. We begin to praise God when it did not make any sense because right. his grace, his strength is made perfect, perfect. 
in our weakness. Right. But right. for his strength to be made perfect in our weakness, we have to give our weaknesses. We have to be honest about our weaknesses. See, sometimes I feel like we 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 come to dignify before God. And and we say these prayers when when we just need to be raw with God. Like God, <laughs> I'm 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 I feel lost right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm trusting you. I'm coming to you because you said we don't have a high priest who is alienated from our our everyday trials. Mm-hmm. He says we don't have a high priest, uh, Hebrews 4, 4 and 15. We don't have a high priest who's alienated, who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Right. For he was tempted as we are tempted. That's right. Yet without yeah. sin. Mm-hmm. So now we can come boldly before the throne of grace oh, yeah, that we yeah. might obtain right. mercy and favor in the time of need. Right. See, the confidence that we come before God with is not dependent on us having the answers, but it is dependent on us knowing the one who has the answers, the one who is the alpha the one who wrote our story out before we were even here. And so while we're tripping and losing our minds, God knew the knew the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Right. You already had a plan. You already You're the plan. one. We're the ones that's operating in doubt and fear. God already had the plan. He already knew you're going to lose that house. He already knew that these situations your, your, going to come get you, uh, come at you. He already knew. And 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 sometimes and, and, and like I said, sometimes it's because of our own bad decision, but he still had a plan. Even yeah. when he did some dumb stuff. Yeah, that's part <laughs> you know that's man, that's real. Look what Erica just said. My wife says she said Jesus could re- look at her preaching. Jesus could relate to Paul. Jesus too acts three times that the cup would Yeah, look at baby girl. That's right. And she look, we don't want a course. Right, she posted the girl. scripture. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4. Look at my baby being we look don't we, we we want a core. Look at that. That's hey, powerful, man. I baby. love it. That's Lord, powerful. me too. Me too, bro. man. <laughs> God, God is good, man. Look, look hey, man. That, and that, so that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. And, 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 and that's because Jesus, he took off divinity and put on humanity. Mm. If he would have operated in that, then we would have had a reason to say, well, you didn't do it. You, 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 <laughs> you, you know, you didn't. We could have had, but we didn't have that. We don't have that because Jesus put on humanity he became a human he took off his divineness so he could just become just simple a human being just like a flawed human being yep. just, uh you know but he didn't sin he actually looked he looked at that situation as like anybody i mean you know i was I'm, i was in the marine four years and they, i didn't i never went to war when i saw it but they showed the videos of being tortured and how we should handle it i'm like man i don't want to go through that <laughs> you know, I don't know if I will tell my top secrets. You you taking my nail and peeling it back and, and, and tormenting me. Jesus took a look at that situation. Mm-mm-mm. The price he had to pay. And just like anybody, 
Come on, man. man. I, don't, I don't go through that. I don't want to go through that. He said, <laughs> in fact, he said, he, he, he made God a proposition. He said, is there another way? Yeah. Can, can, we, can, we, can we explore that option? <laughs> if there's mm -hmm. another way, he said, but nevertheless, if this is your only solution, not my will, but your will be done. Man. And so the experience that you gain from losing, you gain wisdom, you yeah. gain knowledge, Come you on gain now. understanding. You are a better steward of your finances because of the trials you went through. Trials did come to make you strong. I know how to manage my money. I had stored, I had did, I applied the principle of Joseph mm. when 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 he went and was made governor. And he told, he told, he told him that he said, store up for seven years to get through this pandemic. This this situation. Yeah, right. That family said, was coming. How do people store for seven years? Yeah. I took that principle and I floated. I floated through the mm. pandemic because I, love it. I, 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 I saved up enough money, you know, and thank God I never, I never lived Mr. B when it comes to my job, but I was ready. Just in case I had to miss, uh, you know, my job said, hey, can I stay home? In fact, I came in contact with a person and had to stay home for 14 days because he had COVID. You know, but mm. I, I coached through. I got me a little, my little uh, uh, um, saxophone, tried to, trying to play me some saxophone, just trying to figure out stuff to do. But I was eating. I was sleep. I was doing good that whole time. Go ahead. Man, no, that's, that's, that's powerful, man. I think that um, <laughs> this, this whole, this whole show is, it's been, it's been um, tremendous, man. I think how we respond to things like even to the point about the thorn and i always those who listen to the show i ain't tell kevin to talk about the thorn in the flesh but I, it's something that i always talk about in the show but what's what was so interesting about that path of scripture um got the scriptures let us know that the thorn was given to keep Paul humble, right? Right. Um, lest he should be exalted above measures, what the Bible says. Um, but the Bible also lets us know that the thorn came from Satan. Mm -hmm. It says it was a um, sent messenger, yeah. messenger of Satan sent to buffet me, is what mm -hmm. it said. And so, what the devil meant for evil god i had a plan meant for our good he, he so so god is even using um the attacks that come in your life isn't that something you no know weapon no weapon formed against you and i or anybody so else on this podcast some of some people might like hey, what well, 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 i saw somebody say well it sure feel like the weapon is prospering <laughs> <laughs> it feel, it, you know what so With the key like word the optimal word you use is it feel, feels like feel. because god don't operate yep. out of your emotions yeah you, you know so keep talking like that we understand that i connect with you it feels yeah. like it's it a lot but like, it ain't yeah. <laughs> it's not reality yeah it's, we, not, we, it's we, not the spiritual reality it's come on now it's yeah. just a feeling facts and and so look man um this has been a blessing, man. I, I most definitely want people to connect with you. Um, 
and and I know you're in the process of getting your website together and everything. Yeah. Um. But what it what are your social media handles for people who want to follow you? I know you post inspirational posts and things. Um. You you have some things that are going to be coming up. You know, God willing, you'll be speaking in somebody's city or soon or whatever. But how can traveling people, all over? Yeah. How can people um get a hold of you right now? Um, yeah. You know, I, since they're relatively new and I'm I'm, I'm new to the social media uh, life, um, I don't know them by memory. But, you know, when you show my little uh, real, yeah, I'm about to, to pull it on right there. now. <laughs> but can I say something real quick before we go about the fear thing? Yeah, 100 percent. In John 4, First John 4 and 18, it says there is no fear in love. But perfect love casted out fear because fear have a torment. Come on, now. he uh, he that fears is not made perfect in love. Okay, so check this out. Fear in itself is a biological uh, uh, makeup of who we are from the mm -hmm. fall. Okay, it is it is it is it's never going to go away. Why? Because it is. Is, 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 is original intent is to warn us of impeding danger. It yeah. is to make sure that, you know, you know, when you walk in and you see somebody coming and you feel that sense that would, I call them the spidey senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right or wrong. Fear in itself is, it got a bad rap. If it was a person, you would have a bad rap. Yeah, 100%. But when it, but when it talks about, but fear having torment, it's not talking about fear, it's talking about in talking about uh, uh, the phobias that come from fear. Mm. And that is the inhibiting factor of fear when it stops you. From yeah, doing anything, paralyzes you. It yeah. paralyzes you. Yeah. That is the thing. When when you, the scripture you gave is that God is not, has not given us the or a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us that one, that phobia. Yeah, yeah, you know, but of love, what power and the sound and self-control. Thank you, somebody. Yeah, you put that up the game. Yeah. So it's fear in itself got a bad rap. Without yeah. fear, you just be walking all kind of stuff. You, you right. can be body walking the thing. But but that fear, it gives you it gives you those fighty senses to let you know you shouldn't be doing that. Don't go there, don't do this, don't drink that. Yeah. But the fear that inhibit us from moving forward, that's Come the spirit that they not come from God. That's the spirit of the devil. Mm. He wants to stop you from fulfilling your purpose. He wants to stop you from fulfilling your plan. He wants to inhibit you from doing the things that you're called to do, that you know to do, that you, you can't do. But you, you allow all these storms of life to come and tell you you can't. And then you just stop. You, you just park. stop. You You're park. Parked. Your, car, your car can't drive, but it's just simply been a, a put in park. Those mm. are the things. That God is not that does not please God. Those are the things yeah. that causes you to become hindered in your faith, hindered in your walk, hindered in your path, mm. hindered in your finances, hindered in your marriage, mm. hindered in every part of your life. But once you get sick and tired and sick and tired of being inhibited, and you decide that you're going to trust in God with all your heart and lean out to your understanding and continue to walk. That's when the path is going to be made straight for you. That's when you're going to see the direction that God is trying to take you in. It's one step in front of the other. You know that song that the kids saw that said, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. And that's how I know we, we, we got to wrap this up. That's how I believe that we faith in our no, faith. No, Trust that, in that, God, even though we don't know. No, that's that you just said a mouthful. That that's so real, man. Fear, fear, it, it opens up, it brings fear doesn't just come, but it also invites its friends. You know, yep. whenever I've battled with fear, it, it it it's opened up the door for other sins in my life and anxiety, and so anxiety stress. And, you, you name it on and on and on. I mean, the list goes on or whatever. And so we we have to, um, those scriptures thing that, that Kevin laid down, we gotta, I pray that you just right. bottle everything up and right. just hide it in your heart as the bible says bury it deep in your heart you know what i'm saying because you know anytime a word like this comes man um the okay. enemy comes to take it to take that word man he's That's come right. to take that word but we got to guard the the heart our hearts as the bible says meditate all, all diligence and meditate day, on the word night. day and put night cars if you can't remember put cars on your mirror <laughs> everywhere you now. go put cars on your mirror with a scripture read it amen until, until, it gets, until you memorize it yeah 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 it's that serious man the word of god is 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 more important than physical food it's it's that serious it's that serious man and so um I, I, I thank you for coming on, man. You, this bro. has been so rich, bro. man. We, man, we gonna most definitely have you on again. You got uh, you, thank you, you. You gonna have I to be it. a you gonna have to be a regular, man. Like for <laughs> real, man. This is just I mean, thank you. We can can go another hour, but I know the time is late. But yeah. but listen, you guys, I, I want you guys to um, most definitely stay connected. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, I'll keep you guys posted on what was going on with Kevin um, as he embarks on this um, new avenue. Um, he's just adding another facet to what God has called him to do uh, with the motivational speaking and everything. New direction. A new direction. Kevin speaks. Uh, Kevin speaks, man. I'm excited for you, brother. Um, listen, guys, make sure y'all go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Um, leave your prayer requests. Um, tap in. We got merch on the uh, on on the site. Uh, some fresh hoodies, uh, shirts, um, music videos, blogs, all of that at the website. Um, make sure y'all tap in. And uh, we we got some more stuff coming up soon. Um, we got another show I'm excited about as well. I want you guys to most definitely stay connected. And um, with us and everything that we have going on. Thank, thank you, Tony. I appreciate you guys. Listen, you have been tuned in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture. God bless you.